So I told you that we, my kid was doing the Boy Scout thing. Mm-hmm. Huge pain in the ass so far. We're <laughs> like a month in, so I've had to sell popcorn twice. The Boy Scout popcorn is the worst. Um, I've never eaten it because it is a million dollars. Yes, it's like here's microwave popcorn. You get three bags for twenty eight bucks. It's like what? The Girl Scouts have it down. Here's delicious motherfucking cookies for five dollars a box. And you just oh, I have a hundred dollars. Give me twenty boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Which five dollars is still kind of expensive. Yeah, but it's like but, those but are it's so, all, oh. but it's also unique to them. I, the popcorn is not. I was doing the math for the dad, like it was me and another dad that were there doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you realize that per ounce this cost eight times as much as copper? Like people are <laughs> are going into houses that people live in and taking the copper and. They should be taking Boy Scout. Like we need, yeah, exactly. Like we need an armed guard with us for all of this popcorn, because <laughs> we have ten thousand dollars worth of popcorn with us right now. It's insane. So you shouldn't probably announce that. It's yeah. <laughs> and just as one one, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna. My dress does start with one one. That's not cool. A, I randomly made that up. B, after that, I realized that your address does start with that. And then C was like, well, here's the thing. Nobody's going to know or care. And now you've announced that it totally does. Yeah, I still got a few more to figure out. Um, or do they? It's just one one. Yeah, that's it. Just just write a Russ 11 uh, and it'll get yep. to me. It'll it's get to it's me. like when you uh, address your letters to Santa or Elvis. Yes. So... Uh, there's that. Then we had to go work a corn maze for four hours from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That sounds like the worst. Um, you would think it sounds like the worst, but I got there and found out we weren't working the corn maze. We were just at the corn maze. I would have killed to have been working because then I would have had something to fucking do. <laughs> so you volunteered to hang out at a place for a, a predetermined amount of time basically so it was more like <laughs> remember this is my wife like t- i just be where she tells me to be yeah so she says you're going to the corn maze from five to nine on this night so i assumed because we just worked popcorn mm-hmm. that we're working um and i've so very much wish that we had been working Because what actually it was, was we met at five o'clock, we met the Boy Scout group, mm-hmm. divided up into teams, and they gave them a map and said, you you two go find the yellow flag. Okay. So me and another dad followed as the two kids navigated, followed the map, found the flag. So at least you were chaperoning. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, all we were doing was following behind them, had no idea where we were because they had the map and it was fine. Yeah. That lasted like 25 minutes. <laughs> And then from there, it was like free range time. Like, okay, you can go jump on the trampoline. You can go down the slide made from an old culvert pipe. <laughs> you can play in a pile of corn and you can go on the tractor, uh, the hayride, mm-hmm. for four hours. Because there's a haunted maze, which of course every kid wants to do, that doesn't start until dark. Uh, and not dusk, fucking dark, dark. I realized that because I was looking on my phone. All right, dusk uh, is at 7.32. All right, so 7.32, so I got two more. No, 8.30 is when they finally opened (laughs) that bitch up. (laughs) And this is the whole reason we had stayed and and, and just hung out 
in with other kids, which is terrible. Just tell your kid run around in a circle till you throw up, and then we're good. So they open up this, and it's half haunted house, half haunted corn maze. Okay, <laughs> so like you go through this, it isn't even a, the worst of both worlds. It isn't even a, a maze because it's just a haunted corn field because you can only go one way. Mm-hmm. But and they put space between the people as they're going in the groups which sounds fine except i didn't realize i was like we are waiting a fucking long time and i realized they waited for everyone to get through the entire thing and it took like three minutes between start to finish not just like okay they hit like the third of a way mark yes or they hit 30 seconds they gave 30 seconds or something right yeah no they waited until they saw you exit to send the next people in and I tried to be the one like calming my son down when he's like, they're open. We need to run over there and cut everybody off. And I was like, that's fine. We're, we don't need to cut people off. No, I wish I would have elbowed people. <laughs> you push three minutes in between every one of us. And then this is the pussy kid. Mm-hmm. Scared shitless. Awesome. Like I, I'm telling him, listen, you've heard it 20 times so far. There is a guy up there that has a chainsaw he is going to pop out of the corn and rev the chainsaw the second time that i said that as i was still exhaling from the word last word here comes the chainsaw and he screams and cowers behind me <laughs> and i can feel him just shaking behind me the rest of the time as we're going through That's and it's kind of the best and the haunted house is a small uh greenhouse fat guy friendly not particularly. I mean, they've very they put four or five quote unquote rooms in mm-hmm. this one little greenhouse, and it's wide enough for one person to walk through. Not just one rust, but one <laughs> one person even. Okay. Um, so you got to go through sideways. Yeah, exactly. I had to suck it in real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he keeps trying to walk beside me because he's scared, and I'm like, no, you have to walk behind me. So we finally get out, and he's just literally shaking. Like I feel bad because he's really upset. Mm-hmm. But once you're like, in, you're in. What did you expect, dude? This was, it was, I didn't The expect, first word is haunted. I, did, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that scary. It's not going to be, and he wants to go to the haunted castle, the haunted forts around here. And I'm like, those are going to be so much scarier. Those yeah. are made for adults. This is a kid's haunted thing. <laughs> and he's still convinced they're not going to be as haunted. I'm like, I am not wasting my money on those things taking you to them because yeah. I'm either going to be mad because I'm going to pay to go in and then I don't get to finish it or you're going to be traumatized. I'm going to have to pay for some psychotherapy bills. I've heard a lot of those have like, okay, the next half is very narrow. So this is the fat person exit door. <laughs> I thought, you could experience like half of that. Yeah, exactly. I've thought about having to make those calls like, uh, are you fat friendly? Like it, like at Disney world. And they're like, uh, it's a room dude. If you can fit into a gymnasium, <laughs> if you can't fit into a gymnasium, then you have more problems. <laughs> Maybe we can work out a deal where you can slovenly eat whatever you want here. And <laughs> Will you work for food? Because we, we need a Jabba. So <laughs> if, you, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, we've referenced before that I worked retail at one point, right? Uh, that you have in the past? Yes. So there was a moment, uh, kind of a horrible moment that uh, – I, people started pointing and talking and I, it was brought to my attention that there was a very large woman that was being pulled into the store by her son on like a flat cart used to transport products inside the store. 
totally job of the hut, man. Like <laughs> like half laying on her side, and it was like heartbreaking for the because you're watching the kid just like oh my god everybody is looking at me as i'm pulling mama gilbert grape through this <laughs> through the store here comes honey boo boo <laughs> i don't get that reference uh, child molestation no tlc reality show yeah but then like all i know is she had a little kid right that's honey boo boo's little yeah, girl she had yeah but i then, don't know if she's honey boo boo or honey i think honey boo boo is the child yeah 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 but the mom boyfriend went to jail for child stuff and that's news and, to me. and he got out and she was like welcome home <laughs> Jesus. here you go mr fogel glad you're back <laughs> did i ever tell you we debated about this the ch- the drug sniffing dog yeah the, the, the usb yep, sniffing dog i remember i figured out his name remember i was debate i was saying it was like www or something okay his name is earl url ah mm, it's good it's clever i like good. it you wonder how much I, I hate people who say earl like yeah you just put the earl in the bar up there no i was U- trying to URL. figure out i was going to justify like wait don't hate me that wasn't me no, i was no, no, saying no, his no. name i was saying his name i don't, I, don't be mad yeah. at me uh, uh so you're talking about the the cart lady uh i i work in, in development and i went to a conference in chicago uh from microsoft recently and it was at the Field Museum, which was awesome. Uh, and what was even more awesome is my boss was like, hey, this kind of sucks. You guys want to like get some lunch and ditch out early? He was like, fuck yeah. Uh, so they're like, well, this is Chicago. We need to get deep dish pizza. And I was like, okay, again, yeah, need to put that in my body. Definitely. <laughs> just one? And they're like, yeah, it's, uh, it's like 0.3 miles from here. So let's just walk. <laughs> It wasn't point. It was point three miles, like as the crow flies, right? But instead, it was you have to wind through this park you know. just to get like half a mile away, and then you get half. Then you have to walk another half mile. You know that's still not a long ways, right? I yes. Okay, I, I realized that. Okay, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page as far as. But getting there, I had like this a stitch the size of Mississippi in my side, and. Everything was terrible, but then I got pizza, and I was happy. <laughs> Did you have to walk back then? But then I had to walk back with a <laughs> belly full of, of deep dish pizza, and I've never actually had a stomach cramp before, but I definitely experienced one, and I was just, the way there, I was definitely slower than everyone else, like by far, but on the way back... They were just way up there. <laughs> they gave up trying to wait on you? <laughs> yeah. It's like like uh, the Russian lady stayed back smoking cigarettes with me, the like, 60-year-old Russian lady, and I... Uh, just reliving those turtle days or, or yeah, turtle I, race days. I, and I had this epiphany where it's like, okay, I need to get... I need to get my weight under control. I need to start getting healthy because this is ridiculous. Or I just need to say fuck it and just go jazzy scooter fat. <laughs> just like, okay, this is it. This is my life now. I'm committed. Let's commit and let's do this. <laughs> Remember go out like James Dean. That old episode of The Simpsons where like Homer was like, you're only 50 pounds away from being disabled. And he was like, yes, that's my goal. And he started wearing <laughs> moo-moos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about the other day because uh, we went to an all-you-can-eat buffet. 
the one where he he uh i see this you, lifestyle you change really stuck yeah <laughs> or it did stick and you decided to go the jazzy scooter route yeah definitely <laughs> It it was an, it was an epiphany that I was at a crossroads and I have yet to decide what path I will take. I don't. don't I am think drinking you were, soda right now. <laughs> I don't think you were at the crossroads, by the way. If you if you haven't made a decision, yeah, I, I saw them in the up, up <laughs> ahead. Up, okay. <laughs> I was slowly waddle toward them. So books, books. We read books. We read books. We read Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn, Pia Guerra, Jose Marzon Jr., I believe. I don't have them in front of me. Most importantly, who's the letterer? Uh, It changed. Jose Marzon Jr. was the inker and uh, also did penciling when uh, a lot of times when Pia Guerra wasn't doing the penciling. Mm. I felt like there was a sudden shift when I saw some Aguera. Wait no, I said le- lettering the text. That was right. The I don't know who did the lettering. Well, that was the joke. Yeah, because I made fun of letters before. Right, but I, you know, rereading that, I realized that the the lettering is very important in that. Okay, not huh. as not as much as like a Deadpool comic, but you definitely knew, like they used uh, like carrots or not carrots brackets, not brackets. They're like greater than less than symbols. Mm-hmm. To denote, like, when someone was kind of speaking down low, like, I'm talking to just you. I don't think that's what... I think that that was that they were speaking in another language, was not it was... Oh, that would make sense, too. That's when it was basically translated. Yeah, that's when they were speaking... Uh, but here's the thing. The Israeli language isn't or whatever. That, isn't that just comic book language? There are standards, but, but the point of a good letterer is that... You will see a situation that you've never seen before, and it it's totally fine. Like, like Deadpool. So Deadpool knows he's a comic book character, right? And so Deadpool has his own inner monologue, and then there's a narrator, and then he has another character in his head, and also he talks. And so you have to... Those are four different characters... In well, in the past, because the continuity's changed now. Anyway, those are four different characters all coming out of Deadpool's head mm-hmm. that you have to know the difference between who's speaking. And so, using by using uh, square versus circle, and by using coloring, you always know who's talking. You just described things that my four-year-old can do. Just so you know. He can draw squares, circles, bubbles, and color. He can also he can also I just want to point that out. He could also draw the Coca Cola logo, but that doesn't mean it wasn't well designed. I think he just said a double negative. And that doesn't mean it wasn't well designed. That doesn't mean it wasn't that does not mean that it was not hold on, plus one minus one. <laughs> You're uh, not good at counting cards, are you? Uh I about I used to count cards pretty frequently, mm-hmm. and because you're cheap and always looking to to, to get money, that make you cheap. You yeah. How does that make you cheap? I don't know. You're always trying to trying to win, trying to get more money. You're a money when grubber. you're playing when you're play when you're gambling. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're, 
That's how I know you're cheap, is when you gamble, you try to win. <laughs> I mean, that's what gambling is. You're spending money on fun, generally. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went through a state, it was before, it was when I was like 19 to 20. Um, we can't gamble in our state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would go to Michigan. We can on riverboats. Hmm. Anyway, we would go to Michigan and gamble. Yeah. Um, and I, we ended up going to Canada, and we were gambling there as well. Mm-hmm. And I was counting cards and doing well. And uh, I saw the pit bosses all start to, like, hover. Like, and, and partly, partially might have been paranoia, but I really don't think it was because I was definitely doing it. Mm-hmm. And they were all crowding, and I was like, oh, they're about to kick me out. So I took my stuff, and I left, and I haven't played since. <laughs> yeah. How much did you win? Twenty dollars? No, no, it was a few hundred. I mean, it was not a crazy yeah. amount, but I mean, uh, you know, for for a nineteen year old college kid that's betting two hundred dollars a hand to yeah. win five, like that's how you, yeah, it, uh, yeah, got a little scary, and I haven't really done it since. Cool. Um, synopsis for why the last man. I'll do the synopsis for this. You do the synopsis for cows. Sure. All right. Synopsis for why the last man. Uh, Yorick, is that his name right? Yes, okay. Alas, or Yorick. Uh, Yorick is, wait, what was the other one you said? Alas? Alas, poor Yorick, it's from Hamlet. No. So Yorick <laughs> is the last man because an outbreak, uh, came about that all of the men, all males, anyone with a Y chromosome. Animals, everything. Dead. All males immediately, instantaneously died. Mm-hmm. And some reason him and his pet monkey are alive and they go on an epic adventure meeting lots of different people and uh, multiple different uh, escapades and trials and tribulations uh, to ultimately find out the secret of what happened and why why is still alive and also to get back with his girlfriend and to get back with his girlfriend yeah so my thoughts on this overall okay are what i feel like i'm going to talk about is partially comics in general because i've never done a comic i'm excited i'm excited for this because this is your second ever experience with comics the first (laughs) being a wwe ultimate warrior comic so uh presumably decades ago yes (laughs) yes decades and decades ago (laughs) um so my overall thoughts were that the story was compelling uh, it was unique. I can see why so many comic books are mined for television shows because it's completely serialized. That's the whole point is mm-hmm. that it will go on consider or possibly indefinitely. Right. Um, and that it's just another medium. But because I'm not a comic book guy, I kept trying to translate that into like, oh, I wish I was watching this on a TV show because this would be good. I'm not faulting it for being a comic, but mm-hmm. just because that's the language that I usually speak, yeah. that's where my mind kept going. Those my overall thoughts. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, comic books are cinematic as fuck. That's what they, that's what they're great at. But, <clears throat> uh, I think what, what comic books are really best at is, Taking the action and making it last exactly as long as it needs to last. If they want to show you this five minute 
big, huge fight scene over multiple comics, they can do that. If they want to show it on one page, they can do that. If they want to take this one moment in time and show it in one panel or over an entire comic, they can do that. And I think that's that's what I, I think is unique to comics is that ability to show a to play with time in in a way that other mediums can't books obviously can but this is is this is the you get the visual aspect of it as well no that's a great point uh that i don't think that i'd really quantified in that way um but as i've started reading a whole lot more here in the last few months like i mm-hmm. feel you know, I keep seeing these things like, well, there's no way you could film that. There's no way you could film this. But then they made a movie out of The Giver. Did you ever see The Giver? It was so bad. It had to be bad. Well, I, I, I didn't see it. But like, yeah. how, so I guess spoilers for The Giver. <laughs> Spoil it for me. How did they do that? How did they do it in the movie? Like the black and white thing. How did they do it? Uh, are they just black and white? and So there's no mystery. It's just blatant. Right. It, but, yeah. I mean... God, I don't even. Rem- was it black and white? I feel. I feel like it should have been. Should have been like Pleasantville, but I don't know that it was. Anyway, it's the worst he, spoiler ever. <laughs> he just started looking at. <laughs> it was so bad. I tried to get it out of my brain because, the giver has always been that thing that I was like, I want to. I want to adapt this because, as a kid, it was one of my favorite books as a kid. Still is, as an adult, and. Because I went through that phase where I really wanted to be a filmmaker, and I still uh, would like to do something creative like that. But it's been, it's been that thing that I've always wanted to adapt and have never found the exact right way to do it that would make it great. But I know that it wasn't the way they did it. And that was the only thing holding you back from making that multi-million dollar movie, was yeah. you just didn't quite have that. No, but like from... yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they changed. They completely changed the story, and it lost a lot. Yeah, and I I think you can do that without losing the heart of what that book is. No, you should. You should be able to. Whether or not I could figure it out, it's a different story. But it's like you the, shouldn't do it until you, you probably do it. haven't read it. But the Hunger Games, I no. think, is the most perfect adaptation that I've ever seen. The first one, because it is completely faithful to the events of the book it takes out unnecessary things but the book is for better or worse hamstrung by it is only through the point of view of Katniss but the movie knows that it's not so it can show things like the the seed being planted and the uprising going on in District 12 uh, and things like that that the book could never show so I that's why I think it's it's great because it took what everything in the book did action wise put it on the screen and then did things that the book couldn't do. So um with why I feel mm-hmm. like because it's spread over 12 15 books it's it's 60 it's, issues it's yep. 10 10 volumes 10 volumes because it's spread over all that I don't think it's possible for us to sit and go through each step of the process. Um, so maybe to start off, I want to hit up some things like uh, about comics in general. Sure. First, 
are is every girl in a comic book attractive like it seems like every time you see any i mean this is just from either flipping through it or you watch tv and you see panels or whatever Mm -hmm. and looking at this book every woman almost every woman was obscenely attractive well it's like wonder woman was started because the dude had a bondage fetish and so he made a a buxom woman with a rope uh i think a lot of comics are still it's very male dominated and i think straight males usually don't want to draw ugly women generally they they want to they want to draw a fantasy i don't but, but okay so i could see that they're fan but they're also just not real like even a story like this which is trying to be centered in the real world even mm-hmm. though it's something fantastical that's the that's the crux that's what you have to give it is something right. fantastical happened but it's still the real world mm-hmm. there was no one over 170 pounds in this movie book <laughs> yeah uh there were a couple, but yeah, you, you for the get, most you, part. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like uh, I don't know. That, that doesn't help. I'm sh- I'm sure that there's real comic fans out there right. that are that are yelling right now at their phones, but uh, in general, it really seems like there's... yeah, yeah. I mean, in a in a society full of women who have to reboot the whole world, basically maintain nation states and and all this. Yeah. Do all that those menial tasks yeah, so, that ev- that both men and women do today, but now you've lost half the population. You there, <laughs> there'd be a lot of of regular looking women there, mm-hmm. and it, it it falls down in that. Like yeah, it does. Every every side character is attractive. You know his sister is attractive. Both Beths are attractive. Three fifty five and Doctor Man are, are attractive. Uh, even it's, it's, even yeah, the, the, I, I get it. I didn't I didn't initially see that, but yeah, I get even it. And that is fifth, a bummer. Like there's fifty something. So so the the coolest part of this is it, it gets you thinking about different things, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, every, all the males die, and they had to spend X length of time trying to figure out who the hell the president is because right. our politicians are predominantly male. Mm-hmm. So it was like some it was like the. The agricultural yeah, secretary, secretary of agriculture, like on the totem pole, pretty low. But like they had to keep going that low to find the the highest ranking female in the country, right? Right. That's pretty cool because it yeah. starts you thinking about things like that, right? They most males were were pilots, so pilots are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of do- doctors were low, things like that that they had a hard time trying to come up with people to do these certain tasks, right? But the reason that segued in my head is because, like, even these fifty-year-old politicians were like pretty hot fifty-year-old politicians, man. Like, yeah, his mom, his mom's a smoking hot sixty-year-old <laughs> secretary of agriculture <laughs> slash president. Would you know how those are? Yeah. <laughs> Does Michael Moore still have a fetish for Hillary Clinton? Uh, like, remember 10, 15 years ago when that's all he wanted to talk about <laughs> was banging Hillary Clinton? No. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, that's all he ever talked. Have about. Have you seen too. Michael Moore lately? He looks really bad. He's. He's yeah. Has he had a stroke? Because he looks like he might have. I don't know, man. Is that slanderous? He looked like he committed to the jazzy scooter. Yeah, he definitely did. He went. He went full jazzy. Yeah. Uh, he he's gone a little far too. Like I know he, you and I kind of used to be. That used to be our jam. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Know I still I, think Bowling for Columbine's good. Yeah, well, that's fine. But like, he's gone pretty far. Yeah. Like. 
Okay. And there's a reason his movies don't come out in theaters anymore. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Bowling for Columbine, Fahrenheit 9-11, you know, those all were like wide releases. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, Michael Moore made a documentary. Huh. Oh, he's made like seven. <laughs> huh. Who would have thought? Who knew? <laughs> Maybe I should watch this. Probably not. I don't know. Um, And that's because you and I were pretty. We were we, going to we make our own documentary. We, we left it up. Yeah. I think we went too far with the incest angle. <laughs> Just saying. I don't remember the incest angle. We had a big incest angle. I remember trying, we were going to gather a bunch of uh, every Jewish and Muslim politician that we could and try to get them to write bills to ban pork. That's that's the big thing I remember. Yeah. I, I still think that's a cool that idea. And going to like bunny ranches and stuff. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, not not for that reason. um so the other thing i want to talk why why is comic book comic books they all have comic book art i know that might have sounded like a dumb question but i think you know what i mean i think that this one doesn't as much well this one has comic book art for 90 percent, and then there'll be random flash pages is that what they're called i i don't know i don't know splash splash pages yeah okay so to where it'll just be just art but then mm-hmm. it will be a totally different style right which i kind of feel like is those a... splash pages were the covers of that issue oh okay so you would get to the cover because it's a trade paperback yeah that makes sense so you were you were seeing the 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 cover of what is the next issue you're about to read okay so even that why do the covers not look like the rest of the art like it had to be i get it they probably have to it's cost more money it takes more things to do it i guess is what you're gonna say but there was multiple times where i'm like obviously the different artists did this i don't even know who this is supposed to be mm-hmm. because it's two different interpretations because the the art inside the book is meant to tell the story and the art on the front page is meant to sell sell the issue and that's kind of it okay so but explain to me why almost every comic book looks the same why is comic book art in comic books. Why why are there not more comics that have that cover art throughout the entire thing? I don't exactly understand what you're saying. Because I think you have... Do you mean like superhero art? Like, this didn't look like a Spider-Man comic. Uh, I feel like they looked like comic books. Like, I feel like if you would take really? that image... I mean, I... This isn't this isn't a huge departure, but this doesn't look like a glossy Marvel comic or by any means. I feel like if you were to take that picture from that, I guess Archie doesn't look like Marvel. No, and then you have, you know, uh, Image definitely has a style with uh, Chu and uh, Invincible. Shh, I know that's all over your head, but it's, it's things I want to say into a microphone. No, that's fine. <laughs> Chew, Invincible, even The Walking Dead. Hold on, I've got things I want to say in a microphone, too. While you're doing that, I'll do mine. Okay. So, uh, image, you know, oh! we got Savage Dragon, Spawn. Snorkel. <laughs> Stagecoach. Uh, but this was a Vertigo book. Which Pumpernickel. Vertigo, Vertigo is DC's kind Sassafras. of more adult line. The joke's over. Birthday cake. No, if you keep You're going, you just naming foods now. Well, I saw a birthday cake behind you. You were naming things, and now it's just <laughs> things that are also food. 
Um, okay, so I guess maybe that points. But not... I, I get I get what you're saying a little bit because the 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 cover looks like a painting, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard to look at a painting and immediately assess everything that's going on and that's what the that's what the panel needs to do i need to, i need to get that visual information immediately and know exactly what's going on if it if it's more ambiguous then they're not doing their job i'm sure that there's there's decades of trial and errors and that's what they figured out works just you know so I'm I'm not pooping. It's more no, like no, no, I'm I trying know. to figure this stuff out. So I don't. And I appreciate like I'm, that. I'm shitting on anything at all. It's I don't think negative. you are. Um, almost the very beginning, the initial thing is mm-hmm. you see why, and he's in his home, and he's got a monkey. And this is a total trope, and I was immediately like, "What the fuck am I reading?" Because the monkey's throwing poop. Yeah. And I'm like, "God damn it!" He just got I'm, the monkey. I know, but. From from a cartoon for a five-year-old to an adult comic book, the very first thing anybody goes to when there's a monkey is it's throwing poop. And I'm like, you can't come up with something more original. That poop saved his life. And then I don't even know if that made me happier or more <laughs> mad that the fucking thing that made me angry at the beginning is, spoiler, <laughs> the monkey shit is the only reason that this dude's alive. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, ah. Uh, and it might just be like, this, this is the what if that I have to give the movie or the book. Mm-hmm. What if monkey shit shave, saved a dude? <laughs> but I feel like they could have, I don't know, man. Like, I really am having a hard time. Like, they take the tropiest thing ever and they make that, they make that their stinger. They make that their climax. I, I think it was meant to be an anti-climax. There's the the big question. It's okay. So you know The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. You know it's a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that Robert uh, Robert Kirkman has said is that he will never ever 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 reveal why they became zombies, why there are zombies, because it doesn't matter. It's not important to the story. Mm-hmm. Why all the men died wasn't important to the story, but maybe Brian K. Vaughn felt like he needed an explanation. He felt like. The audience wanted one. No, I think that was so totally relevant to the story. That's what the story is about: is them on their quest to figure that out and solve that problem. Sure, there. Why? Why is looking for his girlfriend? But everybody else is trying to solve that problem, right? So they're trying to find out. That's that's the MacGuffin of the movie, mm-hmm. and so rather than come up with this big grandiose thing, which he later kind of does. But rather than come up with this big grandiose thing, at the end it's a it's a anticlimax, and so I think that's another way of because everyone wants to know why there are zombies in Walking Dead. He's just going to withhold that answer. Why did the men die out? Is a MacGuffin throughout the whole movie to get them from the East Coast to the West Coast, but in the end it doesn't matter. That I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing, and that's why I said I was conflicted about it when mm-hmm. I because I get it, it, it because it is so minimal. That's the point, but at the same time, I'm like, you couldn't have made it anything other than monkey shit because it is such a trope. Like, yeah, it's it's the it's the lowest hanging fruit. 
is or you have the, a monkey. Or it's the thing that um, the audience will immediately recognize as a thing, as a trait of monkeys, and why not make that the thing? I've seen plenty of videos of monkeys throwing their shit at people. I, I'm not doubting it's a, it's a thing. I'm just saying I think it's low-hanging fruit, I think. Okay. Um, okay, so he, the whole idea, Yorick is the only one alive. Uh, he, he personally wants to find his girlfriend who's in Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. He hooks up with a doctor and a secret agent. Yes. Uh, in order to try to, they're interested in him because they want to know why he's alive. Mm-hmm. So they need to use him to find out what the heck is going on, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they end up traveling through the country. They go to Australia. I'm trying to figure out highlights that we should hit on here because there every every there's sixty ep- sixty things right. to go through. So here. I think a lot of the big things are the Amazons. So uh, the Amazons are uh, women who are. Us taking over they're the mob rule they're the anarchist group basically but they're gal- they're kind of gathered around the fact that they're better off without the men yes and i've had a hard time and i think they tried to explain i still have a very hard time really grasping their mentality they did a good job for some of the lower level amazons like why they were upset like they were coaxed into doing it and it's it's when you go to jail you either join with the black gang, the Mexican gang, or the white supremacist gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people aren't going to have a choice of which one they're going to join. <laughs> yeah. So um, th- I get that. But I still had a hard time, and they tried to justify it through seeing in some characters through their eyes. Um, they did an okay job with that. Um, the Amazons would remove a breast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Wise sister ended up joining the Amazons at Hero. one point. Yep. Um, and she, uh, found the error of her ways when confronted with him. Mm-hmm. She found out he's alive. After um, trying to kill him a couple times. Yeah. A couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the most interesting thing for me though, was continually thinking like, oh shit, what would happen if we didn't have them? Right. Mm-hmm. So the railroad systems are kind of become the predominant source of transportation because everybody died on the highway. Yes. Um, but then that also fell by the wayside. Um, airplanes aren't happening. As we said, there's not very many female pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is minimal law enforcement happening. And it's also opening up for a economy in which women have... A, a sexual need that needs to be satiated. Mm-hmm. So you're opening that up to women that are pretending to be men. Right. I thought that, that was a very cool storyline. Um, in order to meet the demand of women that want to have men around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes up kind of a lot. And Yorick is plays that card pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a dude. Obviously, I'm not a dude because there aren't any of us. Yeah. I'm just a really buff woman mm-hmm. who... Even a lot of the women that are supposed to look like dudes are kind of hot in this. Yeah. Just saying. Like, Because they're, they're drawing women. Yeah, because they're oh, drawing this, attractive women. This pretty woman has a beard on. That's exactly what they what they yeah. were doing. It was They they just took the stencil of uh, attractive outline and put some beard on it. Yeah. To be fair, 
it is a lot easier to draw a pretty lady than than a non pretty lady. Okay. It's a lot softer lines, fewer fewer lines, and very soft. Okay. I that. think having no ability <laughs> I was to practice just, like, in drawing. I wasn't going to call you out on that, but I'm I was pretty like, sure have you ever drawn draw pretty lady? <laughs> um, because they're symmetrical. Yeah. So you only draw half of them, and then yeah. you just, just copy it, and copy Photoshop. and paste. Yeah. Um, one of my f- favorite titles. I don't know if it's the title of one of the chapters or, or the books, but it was called Kimono Dragons, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's pretty clever," because yeah. I ended up in Japan, right? Yeah. Um. So Doctor Man is the doctor that's trying to use Yorick to save the world figure out what's going on right right she before everything she was a a cloning research doctor Mm -hmm. who had some pretty good breakthroughs um and they end up on their way to japan they've had stops by the way where they met up with uh astronauts a female astronaut that was in space there were were two males and a female who were uh up in iss so they had no idea what was going to happen when the males got to earth were they going to die they ended up dying in the crash thanks to the uh Israeli army lady. Uh, and she was pregnant. She was impregnated in space because now we have to, we haven't even talked about this. That's a huge deal. If you don't have any males, how is the species going to continue? Yeah. Um, she ended up having a boy that lived in, uh, uh, he's a bubble boy basically. Yeah. Uh, so he was able to continue living kind of not knowing what they're keeping him in the bubble from. Mm-hmm. Um, but they meet a uh, lots of characters and things like that on their way they end up at japan yeah they work impregnates a lady unfortunately they have a girl yes her name's also beth which Uh, i thought was good yeah um so they end up in japan where she finds her mother Mm -hmm. uh who also was a was a doctor Mm -hmm. uh she ends up getting abducted by the evil ninjas that have been following them yes (laughs) i'll give you credit like i'd love to shit on your thing that it's not as dumb in the book as you're reading it than it just sounded to yeah. me. <laughs> like, That's good. Like I just threw evil ninjas in the yeah. real quick and I'm like, oh yeah, there's evil ninjas. Mm-hmm. So there's evil ninjas. Um, but ultimately she ends up finding that her, her, and this is where you're saying they went with this big thing. Ultimately you find her dad's the one that's responsible for bringing about this plague because he, thought i just turned the computer off there just smacked it <laughs> flailing my arms around and the screen went black um because he did create a clone also he's alive he's a dude and he's alive oh touche <laughs> skipped over that little fact so he's alive but he so basically what happened was as soon as a clone was born the collective consensus of all biology was well we don't need males anymore because they figured out a way to reproduce on their own click and everything died. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I found that satisfying. But but again, I think that's the thing is when you have these high concept things, right. they're going to fail no matter what. So I think Kirksman is on to something by not giving us something. Because no matter what he gives us, it's it either going to be way too big or it's going to be way too low. Right. We're not going to be satisfied. And also, at that point, it's not what the story is about. And to be fair, that was the concept that wrapped this story but we never needed to know why all the no, males no, died. No, no, you're right. Because when I think about it, I don't. I'm talking about it now because mm-hmm. it's the 
because it is the high concept thing. Right. But when I think back about my feelings about reading this, it's not that. It's about it's about it's about York and it's about Doctor Mann and it's about three fifty five and yeah, them the, going through. Yep, it's the relationships they build as they're going through everything mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so I don't know. What what do you, do you agree with me that not necessarily uh, satisfying, but the, when you have that high concept, is, isn't necessarily satisfying? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the nose. Like it's. I I wonder. So okay, I'm gonna go with Lost. J.J. Abrams claims that he knew exactly how it was Bullshit. ending, and then uh, he would tell people it's not purgatory, and then it turned out to be purgatory. He still claims that it's not purgatory, but I don't know how it's not. Yeah. Uh, so I stuck with that series until like the last season, and I was like, I'm done. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> so I think when you... Whether he knew going in or not, when you feel like you have to give that answer, it's never going to be satisfying enough. Unless you start with that answer. Like, unless that's your thing. Yeah. Unless you start with the answer and then go, okay, that was it. Now let's go forward. Like Saw. Saw was satisfying. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude has cancer. He's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill people now. Well, I even met like the literal beginning. Or the literal end. I just used the exact opposite words. <laughs> the end of the first movie, uh-huh. I think, is a satisfying conclusion. Yes. Yes. Um, so there was something I was a little concerned. And I know this has been a while since you've read it. So if you can't answer me, that's fine. Why and how did the monkey end up going to Dr. Man? Because the monkey was originally intended to go to her, and I don't think I followed that point. So, he, so Dr. Mann, Dr. Allison Mann, the doctor we've seen through the whole story, she was doing cloning research and was getting really far, having really good results, and her dad was jealous of the results she was getting. So, he injected her monkey with... Or he injected a monkey, knowing that she uses monkeys in her research, with something, some nano MacGuffin, and hoped that it, when it got to her, it would spread through all of her, uh, all of her monkeys and kill her baby. Okay, kill I'm her clone. This now, I what I was, and then somehow it got lost and got sent okay. to York. I remember that explanation, but I remember being frustrated for a long time, like trying to figure out why that happened. But, but you're absolutely right. Um, what what high points are, are, are am I missing from why? Like, uh, there's a, there's so many of them because it is, it's it's ten seasons of a of a TV show. Exactly. It, so, yeah. um. I, I looked into it. They've been on and off with trying to get this made as a TV show or as a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it totally has legs. Yeah, that, definitely. That they could do that. Uh, I was excited when AMC did Preacher, and I don't think that that went very well. So, I'm uh, um, maybe it, you know, it anyone can do it, but it it needs the right people because it can it could totally be ridiculous. Yeah, in the uh, wrong hands. Um, I, I like. The book ends also in that essentially they show 
all descendants are his because he's the last male. Yeah. Um, Everybody, everybody's a clone now. Yes. All the children are clones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to see the real Yorick mm-hmm. in his kind of last days. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think that it's a satisfying conclusion to the story. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's an epilogue as opposed to the, the last issue is literally called epilogue. It's the title. There of you it. go. Look at, they agree with me. <laughs> uh, I, I you know you read through sixty issues and it's a pretty violent comic. I you know watched hundred saw hundreds of people fucking get blown away like shot at point blank range. People get shot right directly in the face in this comic book a, a ton. Mm-hmm. But when he fed that monkey the poison grape, I fucking cried. <laughs> I I went to bed like he he gave the monkey a grape and it it started foaming <laughs> in the mouth and he felt bad, but he knew he was doing the right thing. It was really sad. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and and just like, I feel like there's there's no way I ever would commit, to, especially when it's happening in real time. You don't know if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could tell myself like to read this as they came out over the course of sixty months or whatever, because yeah. that would be very interesting. Like, because you'd sit and wait for a week. Because I just sat and burned through a book a night is basically right. what I did. So there was zero weight to it to me like mm-hmm. oh i just met that person but they died but if i would have met them over the course of three months and spent time with them right. it would have carried a lot because they, they probably would have been 10 to 12 issues a year exactly yeah so so yeah i would have spent quite a while with them just like a tv show you would have spent a season with someone and getting to know them and mm-hmm. then they die at the end of the season it's a big deal but for yeah. me i spent a half hour with them and then they're dead already yeah um so i don't know if reading it like that is the way that I should be doing it. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit down and read for 10 minutes and then put it aside. Right. And that's, that, that is what creators of content are going to have to deal with going forward is that's the Netflix model. Yeah. Like, uh, we're recording this before it goes up, but, Stranger Things season two is coming soon. I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch all of that in one or two nights. So, and then I'm gonna bitch about it not coming out for another year. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I Stephen King recently tweeted like, because it was huge, and he he said like, uh, so everybody that's complaining that chapter two of it isn't gonna be out for a few more years, you can always read the book. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Does it not finish where the book ends? what the, the, the movie uh the original movie does right um the one in theaters now though i haven't seen it do you have you seen the original it i know that it does both it was a two night thing yeah so so the book is intermixed between childhood and adulthood, and adulthood yeah the new movie which i haven't seen is just child the child story so it, it's it's like the first movie the first night of the tv movie and then the second night was all adulthood no because that's not true uh, that's how it was. That's how it wasn't it. Not the whole thing. It's intercut. It's not okay. as much as it in the book, but it's intercut. Okay. Like I said, not as much as in the book. Yeah, because the book it's the they wrap up at the end together. Yeah. Yep. But that's then all the children have sex. Did you know about that? Damn it! I was wanting to tell you about that. You <laughs> keep ruining my shit. Like I feel like you don't know much. <laughs> But then I keep giving you things, and you're like, oh, I know about that. And I'm like, god damn it. I know a tiny bit about a lot of things. I know, but it's like the high point. The, the things that would make good gossip, like 
like the Island of Dr. Moreau stuff, yeah. you knew the highlights, which are the most exciting thing. Whereas yeah. if like, if but I fucking loved that hat. <laughs> I loved that hat. Good. I'm glad you love the hat. It's my favorite. Um, so, okay. Not, are you going to, cause that's a different, but would you, would the experience, did the experience lead you to, I would totally read more comics in the future. I would absolutely read more comics in the future. If, I had somebody uh, uh, being their spokesperson. If you were like, this is the one, you got to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if it was within my wheelhouse. Like, I feel like if I, wa- I might read Walking Dead. I like the TV show. I might, I might read Walking Dead. If there's a, if there are more Walking Deads out there, mm-hmm. if there are, um, then I would consider doing it. But, I, th- but I think you would really like Chew. Okay. Which Chew is about a detective mm-hmm. who has the psychic abilities. Okay. His psychic ability is anything he eats, he knows the entire history of. So he's a homicide detective who has to sneak bites of corpses to find out who did it. Cool. That sounds super interesting to me. Uh, the the hard part is is like, like a, at one point I tried to learn about wine and I mm-hmm. I tried to learn about but it, it's so big and, and trying to do it by myself is just like trying to learn a new language by myself. So I feel like I need I need to start another podcast with somebody that reads horror comic books <laughs> that can tell me what to do and I can be the Justin of that podcast. Nice, yeah. Um, but overall, I I enjoyed it. I think that uh, because it was a solid story is why I enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to say in spite of it being a comic because I'm not anti-comic, but mm-hmm. that's what, that's the reason I was able to enjoy it. And it was a good way to start the comic thing because it was such a high concept thing that I was able to go beyond what I was seeing. I don't, I know that there are comics that exist of slashers or whatever. And I, I don't care about seeing how somebody can be eviscerated in a picture. Yeah. That, that, that's not interesting to me. Um, the horror genre kind of got cut at the knees with the comics code in the fifties. Oh yeah. So which horror I, comics were about to be bigger than superhero comics. And then Christians came and were like, they're killing our children. I just realized, I think I kind of lied to you about the ultimate warrior thing because our tiny little library, uh, that I had growing up near my house, mm-hmm. um, they had a two or three tales from the crypt books. Uh, like comic books. So mm-hmm. I guess I did read those, but I kept, I always thought of those more as books, but they weren't, they were just comics that were packaged as a book. Yeah. And those were always great because they'd have the twist at the end and you'd, so I guess I do have that. So yeah, I could, I would totally read more tales from the crypt. <laughs> I think I they make they, them. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, dark horse probably has the tales of the crypt license. It might be a match, yeah. but I think it was probably dark horse. So yeah, I'm, I'd be interested in you. Yeah. I don't know if you like the art style. Because okay. it is more, it seems a little more superhero-y. It's, it's not even that I dislike that. It's more just like I don't understand. It's like, why why does all Japanese animation look the same? Like, there's all of these Pokemon Dragon Ball Z shows, mm-hmm. which I know they're card games. I know that there are TV shows. These are they're cartoons. Right. Um, but I, can, I, can I can't tell, tell exactly but I can't why. tell them apart. Like, I don't feel, do, do people in Japan look at the Simpsons and Rick and Morty and get confused about which one it is? I'm being serious. Well, okay. 
An episode of The Simpsons takes nine months to produce. Japanese animation, traditional anime, looks that way because they try to do it as cheap and fast as possible. So so it's a still image that they make, like, the lines behind a move? They'll do that. Like, you know, Speed, Re- Speed Racer was definitely yeah, the, that's the big thinking. one when we were kids. Yeah. That he was like, it would just be a freeze frame and they'll be moving. Um, yeah, it's it's very cheap. They do a lot of keep the background the same and just animate characters a little bit and um, do a lot with just palette swapping back and forth and things like that. Because, like, there's an anime that came out last year. I think it came out, it debuted about 500 days ago-ish. There are already 350 episodes of it. Holy shit. So it's the South Park of, all of Japan yeah. is South Park style. Not the style, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, I think. Their turnaround time. I think they just, they you know, they have tons of teams making, each one will make an episode side by side they just look the same don't they right and then they yeah they're just they're based off the manga and uh so they don't have a lot of writing to do do yeah this might be this is a genuine question that style of animation is known because they all have huge eyes Mm -hmm. ironic though because asian people the stereotype is they don't okay is that a conscious thing I, I like, are they trying to westernize them? I don't think they're trying to westernize them. They're trying to idealize them. And that's that's what they see as idyllic. Okay. That's kind of where I was going with that. Is mm-hmm. that's their? That's I think the, the wide eyes are about innocence and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on why? I, yeah, love I know it. that was yours, yeah. Um, why I is, totally why recommend is it? Even, even though you know the twists... They're MacGuffins, it's, they don't matter. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with Read that. Read it, the experience is is really good. Yep, the first one I've read. Yep. Um, speaking of unfilmable books, <laughs> we read Cows. Yeah. Uh, you want to give us a synopsis? Cows is the story of a man who goes out into the world for the first time and tries to become what he believes person should be good yeah and there's talking cows overall thoughts on cows i hate this book i'm so sorry <laughs> okay i hated it i hated it i uh i it the first uh half dozen chapters or so i thought oh this is charmingly visceral you know, he's very descriptive. It's very, everything is very grimy and the whole world is just completely like be, you look at Edgar Allan Poe dreary. This is beyond dreary. This is like Edgar Allan Poe in like Blade Runner esque urban environment that just smeared with shit. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> And I thought, okay, this is this is cool, that it's very visceral and everything. But by halfway through or less, I just wanted to be done with reading it. I was like, this is an assignment. Okay. Sorry. Why? Why? No, it's fine. I want you to be honest. Why? 
Was it what I said? It was vile for the sake of being vile and disgusting for the sake of being disgusting? That's um, what I thought you were going to say. I, there was that, but nobody was likable. Nobody was relatable. No, like, there wasn't a character that I wanted to follow in this book. I, and honestly, only one character has an arc, and that's Steven, the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Everyone else is just... Well, that's not s- true. The main cow. The Guernsey? Yeah. The main cow has an arc. Maybe a little, I guess. Um... So I would agree there isn't anyone likable in this book there. Every human being is it's almost to the point that it is a fantasy world because everything is so insane. that I mean, it's got to be if they're talking cows, but it's for me, it's not about that. It's about so there's a story that we cut at one point where I talked about I don't understand why people do things. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why there are people that murder that are serial killers. I can't understand them. I can't understand people that get the tattoos all over their face. I don't understand the people that get implants and turn themselves into cats. I don't understand the people that feel like their arm is not a part of their body. that They need to get it removed, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way I felt reading this book with Steven. I'm like, these, what what decisions would lead someone to make this? Who is the person that would make these decisions? So... Uh, if you want, we can start talking about some specifics about what happens to kind of give people feel for the vibe of the book, because I feel like it's difficult to actually talk about arcs and things like that when they don't know, because this is notorious in book circles, uh, as, as a dare book. Like I dare you to read this. Um, I dared my coworker to read it. And I think he will. Yeah. Um, so Steven lives with his mother, mm-hmm. the hag beast. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe their relationship? Um, you know, typical <laughs> mother son. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of, another one of the reasons is like, if we're going to talk about the overall arc of the book, is that Stephen is a victim who then gets off on victimizing other people, and so like he only has power when he's when. He's no longer the victim. He's making someone else the victim. Okay. That's when he feels like he has power. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It doesn't mean you have to. So in order to have the book have merit, you have to it's like not, them? It's not about merit. It's about I stories to me are meant to go along with. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have anybody to go along with, then... All I can go along with is the plot, and the plot was nothing to me. Let's let's talk about Breaking Bad. Okay. Past a couple episodes in, there's not there. You don't like Walter White. You don't like Jesse Pinkman, mm-hmm. but you're following their stories because everything that happens in there is a direct result of one of their things, and it's fascinating. It it wasn't fascinating to. Have him cut open people and with hand shears. But he was he was forced to do that though too. So you're you're watching him 
And you're, I'm amazed by these people that are making him do that. He wasn't right? forced to do anything. What are you talking about? He never gets forced to do it. Cripps tells him that it's going to unleash something in him, mm-hmm. and he believes him, and he tries to okay. unleash something within him. Force might not be the right word, but but that's that's my point. Is no, I don't. You don't like this guy, but to me, it's like I'm watching under a microscope something that I don't understand, and I'm watching this happen, and I'm watching this thing unravel. So his his mom feeds him like random shit from inside the animals not not literal shit but like stomachs like a lamb stomach or whatever right but that's just haggis was she feeding him normal british food and that is how he imagined it cuz that's how i read it everything is it was just it was just normal uk based food mm-hmm. and he was con- he was convinced because of their relationship that she was trying to poison him and that everything was just rat piss. Okay. Like, so if that's the case, why would she actually eat the physical shit that he made? Because she's fucked up. I don't know. Why Why were they both eating shit? Uh, because it was laid out. Like, there, there was a confrontational relationship, right? Yeah. So they're they're trying to one up one another. I get it. I, I yeah. understand. I understand it. Yeah. From a storytelling perspective, mm-hmm. I don't understand it from any type of human perspective. No, no, no. That's my point. That's why I'm reading this book. That's why I enjoy this book is because I can't understand it. Who? There are people that eat shit, right? That okay. happens. That is a thing. Who are these people? I prior to this, I think I've said this before. I watched an interview with a woman that like is a scat porn person Mm -hmm. because i can't wrap my head around that at all like i'm amazed at that the same way if you saw a unicorn or a real alien that's the way that i see somebody that eats shit for a living or someone that goes through these things that that steven goes through in this book i'm just amazed that what would possess someone to do this okay but it's all laid out there for you He's a child called it, and rather than trying to escape, he makes other people it. Okay. And, and I'm watching that unfold. That's sure. the story, yeah. Uh, so he gets a job at a, uh, a butcher or a... A, a, a slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse, that's the word. Uh, and he meets his coworkers, who I think... At the ver- like one of the very first things he does is just rape him. Uh, it's a couple days in, but yeah, yeah, he just gets raped by his boss basically, mm-hmm. just casually, and doesn't seem to mind particularly. But I believe that's after he rapes Lucy. Maybe. Anyway, this book's fucked up. Yeah. In 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 that so. Uh, and that was one, I don't know, like that was one, that was his first, for me, the first time that he victimized someone else and felt like he deserved it because he was a victim himself. And, you know, Lucy's not in her right mind, so she doesn't outwardly care. But he's also trying, I think he's trying to figure out how the world works because this is the first time he's went beyond that, right? So like you said, the child called it, that's what you do. You find someone that you can make less than you. 
and that's all the people in in the slaughterhouse are doing right the cows are lessers than them so they can cut holes in the side of this cow and then fuck it fuck it fuck, fuck the, holes. the holes while one of them gives it a rim job yeah and then it Six shits on his cattle face. prod yeah up its pussy um you say everything with such contempt yeah I did not have a good time reading this. <laughs> so, I kind of, every, you know how you always, everything, when you read something, it, it plays, do you, does, when you read something, does it play a movie in your head? Yeah. Okay. I, so I don't, I've realized that things that I say about my brain are not universal, so I have to, yeah. This movie, this movie was claymation for okay. me. Okay. Have you ever seen Mary and Max? No. It's very much kind of in that, like Mary Max plus uh, a little uh, Wallace and Gromit, but completely gray and drab and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that's how everything played out. Oh, I think that's accurate. I think uh, dirt and grime would be the two biggest things that would come to mind. Um, the The cows are alive and basically they are they're alive they're sentient and essentially there's a rogue group of cows as well that are going to try to over uh throw the slaughterhouse so that they can get their revenge they're not trying to overthrow the slaughterhouse they're just, they just want crips dead okay they want crips dead and yeah. they want to uh save the cows if they can mm-hmm. um and steven ends up coming to their aid and sort of becomes their god after a lot of shit eating with his mom, shitting with his mom and killing with Crips. Yes, they yeah they kill the the the, they, the rim jobber. He kills Crips's Crips. Gummy. Yes. And then works his way up to actually killing Crips. Yes. But he does all this because killing gives you power. Uh, at the behest of the cows as well. Yes, but. He, he goes into the slaughterhouse to kill a cow mm-hmm. because killing gives you power mm-hmm. uh, and also butt raped. Uh, and he kills Gummy to get power. And then he finally builds up the courage to actually kill his mom. Mm-hmm. With his ass? Yeah. He literally kills her by shooting down his, her throat. Mm-hmm. Which, if you have a problem with a monkey throwing shit, <laughs> isn't that everything uh, every angry person yells is, I will shit down your throat. I've never heard that said before. Really? I don't think. Never. You, you need to watch more movies or bar fights. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everybody say that in these very specific two things that I just said? Movies? It's a very specific <laughs> thing. Um. Lucy ends up being impregnated. Yeah. Uh and then killed and the baby removed. Whoa. whoa. You you're just going through all. This. I don't know. I'm trying you're not giving me anything. You're just like shaking your head angrily at me <laughs> every time I try to talk about this. You're just like, "Can't believe you made me read this. Can't believe you made me read this." Yeah. So he kills his mom, gets the apartment, wants to start a uh a, a life with Lucy. Like on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom kills his dog right before he kills her. Uh, yeah. 
His I dog bit. Maybe hit her. maybe you should just maybe you just finish it. I don't. <laughs> I just realize I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so she's obsessed with surgery and everything because she's convinced that all her unhappiness is balled up somewhere in her. And it's a physical poison. manifestation somewhere inside and of it's her. Poison. Yes. She has to get the poison out. Mm-hmm. So she has him give her a colonoscopy. That's like their first date. Yeah. Is a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And so my note there is he's giving her a colonoscopy. What the fuck am I reading? <laughs> and my next note is the main character just raped his neighbor. Am I supposed to feel sorry for him now? They fucked cow holes and this is your favorite book of all time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this definitely is my favorite book. But the other part of it, but the other part of it was also to 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 make you do this was was humorous to me because this is obviously nothing that you would read on your own. No. Um, do I need to ask your overall thoughts on cows, or do I have them already? What did you said? You thought you knew why I liked it, but it's not why I think I do. Why did why did you why did you or why do you think I like it? Uh, because I'd only read the beginning and okay. maybe it still holds true uh, is because Stephen hates vaginas. Oh. At least he hates his mom's vagina. Yeah. I think he mostly just hates his mom's vagina. I he totally w- skipped. The book is called Cows. You didn't even talk about the part where the cows live under the city and <laughs> he becomes their leader. <laughs> yeah. Because that's also in the book. He becomes the leader of the sentient talking cows, by the way. While taking one as a wife. <laughs> um, he piles up stones neatly to fuck her yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. The female cow. Um, the guy who's giving him a rim job Side just screams like, I love cows right before it shits all over his face as it dies. Yeah. Um, what I thought you were going to say, and I was going to give you credit that there is a small degree of truth to this is that I read this not too long after my mom died. So I'm reading this and I'm like, huh, I've got a better relationship with my mom than, than Steven did. That's what you thought I would say? Uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my wife and I say that like a lot. Like uh, uh, something will come up where my mom will come into one of our heads or whatever and we'll start to get upset. And uh, we say pretty, at least like once a week that I really wish my mom was a bitch because then I wouldn't miss her. Like, yeah. that'd be great. Like, yeah, it really yeah. would have been nice if she could have just been way more cuntish like yeah. like Steven's mom. And, and, and instead she just lifted up her shirt and rode on her jazzy scooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't she piss on my dog like Steven's mom did? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I kind of explained why I love this so much. I, in, in film, I don't need to see things to shot, but it, but in books, I want to read something that I could never have come up with. I could not have come up with this. I want to be have visceral reactions, and I want to try to see things through people's eyes that I would never see. And uh, this book accomplishes that for me in waves. I don't think that this was gross out viscera just for the sake of gross out viscera i think no i agree i think it was gross out viscera in purpose in purpose of a story that 
was ultimately to me meaningless and and un- unimportant isn't right but not enjoyable and not worth it okay um not that i'm going to be able to sell you on this but uh his other two novels that are out are objectively much better novels <laughs> not necessarily they're, they're not my they're, i this is my favorite but the other two are objectively much better. The first is called Empty Mile, and I described it before as basically Breaking Bad. It's not Breaking Bad, but you're mm-hmm. watching a man, a guy who is likable. Um, at least he starts likable, and he goes through a series of choices, and you see how he gets one step deeper, one step deeper, one step deeper into all of these things. Um, and I can't recommend that enough. Um, the other one I just finished this week is called High Life. Mm-hmm. And it is the story of a man that goes to try to make it. He wants to be famous, right? Happens. Tons of people move there every day to be to L.A. to be famous. Mm-hmm. Um, however, much like most people, things don't start to work out for him. So he ends up on the drag selling himself. And it is definitely a grosser book. Um, but it is Breaking Bad meets. It's not cows at all, but it's definitely more. He, he starts getting into the very sadistic and rough style of it's eight millimeter it's closer to eight millimeter for sure um along those lines for sure um i told you i was going to do this after i read cows and after i finally finished high life uh i emailed stoko and i got a response back this week and it was just the kind of thing i i thanked him for for what he did and i told him the truth which is i've had things that i kind of felt like i wanted to put down but i felt I'd never read anything as fucked up as what's in my head. And I mm-hmm. didn't feel like you could write those things down, but see, and I know it's, I even told him this, it, it sounds dumb in 2017 saying that you felt like you could be constrained or whatever. Yeah. But seeing like the, I got these from the library, you know, these are in a library. Yeah. There's no reason to do that. And, and it, I know it sounds silly. Um, but I thanked him for that. And, uh, uh, yeah, he had a, another response that I'll keep for myself, but, uh, cool. It was, it was very cool. Like to, to get that back from him. So meanwhile, I read this on Kindle and the whole time, uh, I felt like, I feel like I'm pretty close to the end of this book. And it's like, you're 35% of the way through this book. I was like, fuck, fuck. I, and like, I have a thing that's like, you have five minutes left in this chapter for every single, you know, every single chapter. And I get to the last chapter, and it's like, you have five hours left in this chapter. Because, basically, the first half of High Life is... Oh, really? Is in the is in the Kindle version, the first 11 chapters or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank God. The book actually ends at <laughs> 55% or something. So. The High Life, th- this is, the book is f- fantastic. And like I said, objectively, it's better than Cows. But... How do you know it's objectively better than Cows? Because uh, you I, just mean less gross? I quantified it. Uh, I'll say... So it, if you quantified it, that makes it subjective. I will say... <laughs> I will say it is more accessible than cows. Okay. Okay. That is probably a good, a good thing to say. Okay. Um, but it was super frustrating. It's a hard book to read. And I don't mean the language. I don't mean the words. But it's a 350-page book. That probably should have been a 600-page book, but they squashed the font down to an 8 or a 10-point font. And, like, 
even when you go to the next chapter, there's not a page between or anything like they just like they couldn't print on an extra five pages or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's just like a physically it is a very hard book to read. Um, And that was a little trying, but uh, just get everything on Kindle, man. It's all the same. I was going to say that that might be worth doing, but I like the idea of physically being able to hold it. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. All right. So you looking forward to the cows movie. That's if not, it's claymation, I'd watch. That's it. not going to get made. <laughs> the, the whole time I'm running this, I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I bet you I can make this a cool script <laughs> for a claymation movie. Yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I finish, uh, what were you gonna, The Giver? As soon as yeah. I finish The Giver, this is yeah. my, this is my next project. Mm-hmm. Yep, just give me 35 more years and I'll get cows figured out. Yeah. Um, next week. Next week. Okay, so you've seen the original and the remake. Now it's time for sequels of Ah Halloween two. Tis the season, right? Or is it? We record these a little in advance. I don't know when this comes out. It's the season ish. It's the season ish. It's the season ish. I've already said we It's always the season for It's me. before Stranger Things two comes out. So. I've been having the visceral reactions of like like I was putting all the leaves in a pumpkin trash bag to put outside with my kids and i was like oh this feels like halloween do you have positive like i'm a horror guy so halloween mm-hmm. is like it feels good like i like seeing pumpkins do you have any reaction to that uh like, i'm a is, selfish like... materialist so christmas was always my yeah jam yeah cool because i got things mm-hmm. yeah halloween too jamie lee curtis donald pleasants are back oh she's in his eye that's kind of cool what this is very tiny there's a very tiny jack-o'-lantern you just said what like i said <laughs> did i say what yeah I, well i think i meant was what is that there's a very tiny jack-o'-lantern in between the two and this is like a two dvd set so it's harder to see but there's a weird jack-o'-lantern between the two that's got like a like a, i know jack i'm gonna say it has a face on it and i know that's what a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> is it's a pumpkin with a goddamn face on it but this is more like a face than a jack-o'-lantern face uh, the back is just Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers in like a long hallway. So, so what are we going to see? Uh, more killing. Okay, that's more, boring. <laughs> more William Shatner killing people. Uh, spoilers, just like Halloween. No, it's boring. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween wasn't boring. Halloween uh, was a great movie. Halloween was boring. Halloween was full of tension. Mm. Tension isn't boring. But if you are... You know what else is full of tension? If you're fucking... A clothing line, but I don't want to watch it. Second movie. Second movie. Here you go, take it. In my brain, I thought you meant like a line, like a fashion line, like a... a, (laughs) These are the hats for the year and the dresses... And like, yeah, this is the kid, this is the clothing line. That's awesome. <laughs> you, you know the joke in Super Troopers about uh, bikers? About bikers. So, like, they one of the cops is meeting up with a girl, and uh, he's like, one of them's dressed up as a motorcyclist, and yeah. the other's dressed up like a biker, like Lance Armstrong. Yeah. And they show up, and they're like, "Oh, biker, I get it." Yeah. The re- the reason that they made that joke is they put in the script they both show up as bikers, and like the props person showed up, and they're like, "We didn't know which one you meant," and they were like, "Oh my god, that's such a great joke," and then they just put them each in one. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> 
because that's such a throwaway line, but it's but it's that's what makes those movies are they pay attention to those little throwaway lines yes. and like you're laughing the whole time. You're yes. like, I gotta fucking rewind this because this is where the actual jokes are happening. But I'm laughing at the thing that he whispered. Who wants a mustache ride? I can't wait for the next one. It comes out next year. Uh, ugh. Halloween two. We're gonna learn more about Michael Myers' backstory, aren't we? Just what we need. Uh, I see that. Uh, I almost said Michael Madsen. My- Malcolm McDowell is back. Uh, and Rob Zombie got his wife in the movie again. That's cool. not possible. She died last time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's he got shot in the fucking face last time, like thirty-five times, and his like his brains came out. He died in the first one too. He got shot in the in the chest and fell out of a what if he got second stab- story window? What if he got stabbed? What? What if he got stabbed? What would have happened? I mean, it would have been the same, except how would you describe shooting, it if he got stabbed? Shooting is no, much- but if he got stabbed, what would you say? Well, it depends. No, like, what if he was just like kind of skewered in the abdominal? Like, oh, in the abdominal? Yes, he would get skewered in the abdominals, right? <laughs> Close enough. I'm happy. <laughs> Keep going. Let's finish this up. <laughs> Michael so Myers, like his his mask is all t- tattered and torn, like that Slipknot song. So it's got to be cool, right? Why are you mocking it? Because uh, I, you hate the first Halloween movie. Yeah, that's true. I hated the remake. Mm, okay, Justin, what else, what else you got for us? Eat shit and die. Literally. <laughs>